that was always home. my comeback. I think I have to go oh, home yeah. soon. I use that a lot. We like, didn't get this to play. Is yours. Yeah, it's like you get to enjoy this after I leave. Like I <laughs> just let me have this. Let we didn't play house, video games Sam at my house. Shane. My parents did not let us have video games. So when we would like go to a cousin's house, we're like, can we please have a turn? Like I only have this tiny time slot. Like, <laughs> yeah. To be really bad at video games. My cousin Megan, though, however, had a computer and the internet and all that stuff and she had this like i don't know what it's called so listeners if you know please write in but it was like this game like world you like signed into it and then you like went into this like world and there was like a bunch of games in there it was on microsoft computers i have i don't know i have no idea what it was called but it was like I don't know. Like, I know all, all like all the computers had it. Uh-huh. But it was like a little world, and it had all of these different games in there. And they were so fun. God. Yeah, I just had, like, the most random games. Like, I had this one game called Wiggins in Storyland. Have you guys mm. heard uh-huh. of that? No. And it had, like, a theme song and everything. And there was, like, this green worm who had glasses. And then, like, it just had a bunch of different games. And you could, like, make up stories and stuff. Mm, green worm with glasses. That sounds Wiggins. Yeah, that sounds familiar. My name is Wiggins. I'm a book worm. Um, oh. But, yeah. I think literally just my siblings and, like, the girl who lived across the street knows that theme song. But uh, <laughs> uh, we also had Busy Town which is like the Richard Scary computer game. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that was a lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah, no. Yeah, this is like a blast from the past. I can't really remember all that stuff. I know, me neither. I can't remember. But anyway, back so, to yeah. Mitchell's so, life. So Mitch lied to his dad, and then it never came to light. And it never came to light. We're sticking with that story. Yes, I am sticking with so that if story. If anyone sees Mitch's dad, don't fucking blow his cover. Bert? I am not worried in the least bit that he will ever hear this. Bert, yes. I am confident Bert will I never. I am confident <laughs> he will never. If I called him right now and said, "Dad, do you know how to turn on a podcast?" He would say, "What? What's a podcast?" <laughs> That's actually a beautiful luxury, though. Like my parents are also not like that, and then like I'm happy that they're not going to be on Facebook or anything. It's like. Yeah, it's, Let's just keep that completely yeah. separated. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's a good sprout. Yeah. All right. So our second segment is called Seedling. The, the Seedling. Seedling. Which is 18 to 25. Yeah. 18 to 25. I, I think, as I stated before, terrible age. Yeah, yeah it's a horrible age. Yeah. I, I didn't like it. I, I didn't. Mean, I, I we've talked about it on the podcast, but it's like you couldn't pay me to go back to middle school, and you cannot pay me to go back to my early twenties. Yeah, <laughs> I was just. I think earlier was just saying that like that's an age where you're just so confident for no reason, and you're so gullible and dumb. Oh my god! Yeah, but then also at the exact same time later on, you get the rug pulled from underneath you, and you're like, I know nothing, and I'm very badly equipped for the real world. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I feel like that age, there was so many times where somebody, I actually, there was a time where someone was like, hey, uh, I got this great job opportunity. All you got to do is like go to businesses and trying to get them to like buy ads for this magazine. This magazine's going to be a huge hit. Oh, the magazine's not in print yet, but we need you to sell <laughs> the ads first. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah I'll right. do it. Enough information yeah. on do that it for one. an afternoon. And I then went on stop. a marketing <laughs> interview with a woman with 666 tattooed on her neck. <laughs> and I tried to convince my mom it was a good opportunity. And she was like, 
no. Ew, I'm just feeling like this gross pit in my stomach that you constantly had that age where you're like telling your parents something. They're like, no, this is the real situation. You thought you had something. You don't. Go back to the drawing board. It was always trying to convince people that you were okay and that the idea was a good idea. Right. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you being brokenhearted when you found out. And now we're on the wrong. opposite side of that spectrum where we're like younger people. And it's like, yeah, you don't even know. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> and you just have to be the one to go, okay. All right. That'll be interesting. Let's see how that goes. Hey, call me in two to three weeks. <laughs> I feel like I'm at an age now where when I see people that young, I get mad. Yeah, that's <laughs> so like bringing it back to love no is reason. blind. I kept getting so mad at Mark because he was just so happy and optimistic. It's like, shut up. Like, not everything is working out that great. Like, he like went through his first pod session. He came back out. He's like, oh, man, that was great. I'm like, if I was on this show, I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. Like, I can't even be around oh, yeah. you. Yeah. I was very much angry. so like that. Like, everything will work out. It's okay. Yeah, we'll figure he it out. But like, circles how? I don't know. never, we'll ever out. said anything. Also, I'm still like that. I will... I will say I always am like it'll be fine let's just let's just have fun like, but how are we gonna have fun we're on a cliff and I'm like it's fine it's cool we'll, we'll figure it out oh god I'm yeah annoying. bad Continue. age yes um oh so I didn't um you should, you're, I, I'll stop saying remember from earlier <laughs> I'll stop saying this is that. kind of where we got cut off so that's yeah, yeah. true we're catching yeah up. Um, so it's not like a story per se, but it's just a, th- a, a, a big thing that happened in my life at that age. And it was the time that I opened and ran a record store in That's Flint. So cool. Yeah. Okay. And that was 2012. So what was your record store called? It was called Bearded Lady Records. And Ooh. this was before the Bearded Lady in Corktown, actually. There's this hair salon in Corktown called Bearded Lady. Okay. I, I had that, that name first. Hmm. I go in there. Like, I come up with the concept of Bearded Ladies, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I go in there every week and remind them. <laughs> um, yeah, it was cool. And I think... <laughs> they get like a Fred Arvison character where he's like staying outside the window. It's like, this is this already happened. I already did this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Bearded Lady Records. Uh, I It was open... For only about a year and a half. Yeah. And it closed. But in that year and a half, it was pretty fun. But I could never... um, The way that Flint is now, things might be different. Um, But at the time, downtown Flint was like... It was how they say coming back you know like oh there's gonna there was like a couple new businesses popping up and it was like starting to people were starting to like hang out around there again but it was still a long ways off to where i mean to where it could be and even where it isn't like to what flint looks like now and what it was like when i had the record store even though it was only eight years ago shit that sounds weird to say that's crazy it was eight years ago Remember the world was going to end then, too? Oh, because of the Mayan calendar? Yeah. I can't keep all these apocalyptic. I know. (laughs) How many apocalypses are we going to hear? But yeah, there was just not enough, like, there was just not enough business to keep it open full time. Because I worked a full time job and then went to the record store at nighttime and on the weekend. So this business was only open at night? It was open at night and on the weekend. So I didn't work the weekend, fortunately. So Saturday and Sunday, I was open all day. 
Okay. And that was mainly when I did most of my business because that's like actually when people would be downtown, right. like walking. So you're just like forward. working seven days a week. Basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, let's see. So it was open for about a year and a half and it was attached to a music venue, which was in all ages. Like, uh, it was mainly there for local bands to play. Okay. Um, Back when, back in like the late '90s, early 2000s, it was a re- there was a really, really big local music scene in Flint. Like it was huge, and it was like it was crazy. I don't know how to describe it. But during those times, the this venue it's called the Flint Local 432. Uh, they just did the same thing they do now. They have all ages shows, and it's not a bar. It's not like a club it's a club but it's just like a place for these bands to play and it was like like when i was in high school it was like a cool thing to do like it was like something you would see it was the place to go yeah it was super there's like graffiti on the walls and they're like especially like coming from durand where no one listening to listen to cool music at all and then i went to a place where like 10 people are wearing a misfits t-shirt and i was like this is unheard of where i live so um, anyway, so that 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 place was like a big part of of Flint, but because of that, my landlord at the time in 2012 is the guy who started it, and he uh, owned the the building that the new place was going to go in, and there was uh, uh, like separated off, like it had its own entrance and everything, but it was still attached to the building, like this own little space, and he said I could rent it for super cheap, and my dad helped me build some shelves. And I spent a good couple years just buying records from people and like going to like record sh- like record shows and selling. Uh, or so I would like go- you're playing on doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah. I had, and then I would- like that place just kind of fell into your lap. Well, my of. plan was is that I had all this like stock built up of all these records. Like there is a room in, our, in my house that was like full. It was actually just full of records. I actually still have the Flint Journal did like a piece on me trying to start the store, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Talk about press. I have the, I have to find the newspaper, but I still have it. There's a picture the like, they sent this photographer out to my house to like take a picture of me. And it's like me in this like super small room. My house is just like filled with records. Oh really? Yeah. Um, so I did that for a while, and then I, my plan was to find a, uh, a building because, I mean, at that time, there was, like, nothing going on in downtown Flint. So I just assumed I could, like, find something. Again, so naive about all this stuff. I was just, like, peeking in buildings, like, oh, we could probably do it in here. I mean, <laughs> what, you got a door? You got a couple <laughs> windows? <laughs> what do you probably need? just let me use yeah, it. Yeah, like, I think I a, a little agreement, shake my hand, I'm yeah. going to use the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought people were just going to let things happen. You yeah. know, like I, at that time, I probably would have just thought someone would just let me use a space and it would be my business. Well, oddly I enough, have a lot of respect for that because yeah. me personally, I've been like, that sounds too hard. I'm just going to drop this. <laughs> not, not. That's essentially what it came to be, though. Like it just the timeline just kind of worked out. They because they hadn't opened the new venue yet because it had been closed for probably 10 years, actually. And they hadn't opened yet. But the building was just now coming uh, coming together and they had the space. And I was like, I had already been doing this work to open this store. Can we like do something together? And they were like, yeah, this is great. So it was like perfect. It was a match made in heaven. That's cool. Yeah. But then like the reason it closed was because this same guy 
like came to me like a year and a half later and he was just like, so how are things? And I was like, you know, we've only been here for like a year and a half. It's fine, I guess. Like I'm not like making any money here, but sometimes people come in here and buy records and that's pretty cool. And he was just like, well, you know, I just assumed by this time you would have like uh, your own space on Saginaw Street. Saginaw Street is like the the main drag okay. in Flint, downtown Flint. He was like, yeah, I just assumed that by now you'd have your own space in, on Saginaw Street and you'd be like open full time. And I was like, I don't know what gave you that impression because <laughs> <laughs> I screen print during the day in Fenton and then I drive out here. I, li- I lived in downtown Flint at the time. So then I drive back here and then I open the store up at nighttime and I open it on the weekend. I'm not making enough money to cover any kind of utility yeah, or anything. And a year and a half is not that long. No. I mean, like, especially to start a brand new right. like, brick and mortar business in the age of like, this is, bef- I mean, this is before Amazon Prime even, but like right. still like record stores opening, like a new record store opening was not something that would have happened at that no. time. If you open one now, maybe. Yeah, definitely. And oddly enough, my, uh, my good friend Jerry has recently reopened a record store in the same spot mine was. Wow. Really? Yeah. And they're doing great. Well, good. other than this whole pandemic thing right. where everything had to get shut down yeah. but before that they were doing great how long have they been in business they not even a year i don't think not no yeah that's right okay. not quite a year so okay so this guy was like i was expecting you to be like successful at this point and out of my space so then what happened um i said that that's not the case i don't <laughs> foresee that happening anytime soon and so he was just like, well, I mean, it's we like got to do something about this. It just came to life. Sorry. The what? Sorry. Like he was under the blanket. Oh. And I just like <laughs> moved slowly out. I'm so sorry. What were you saying? Um, that, I mean, that was pretty much it. I was just like, well, I can't like, if I'm not, I don't know how I can get to where you're expecting me to get. So, yeah. and I can't, it was either I had to go f- do that full time, but, or close it down. Sure. And I couldn't, like I couldn't afford to do that full time. I wouldn't have been able to survive. Right. Yeah. So that was the end of that. Yep. So then I, yeah, had like a flash sale, sold all the records, sold all the shelves mostly. Yeah. But yeah. So it was kind of sad, but it was fun at the time because it was like almost like a dream job. Yeah. That sounds so cool. And what a cool thing to be able to People would come in because sometimes people would come in and be like, what do you recommend? And I'd be like, uh, what do you like? <laughs> I can, yes, I would love to recommend. Yeah, like, yes, here's this, have some, take these. Have, that's, that's also why I would probably never stay in business because I never charged like actual, like what you should charge for records. I wanted, I had this again, being that age. Yeah, so that's naive. that age. You just wanted people to enjoy. Them. Yes. What, what like, sounds good to you? Yeah. I would be like, I'm a total pushover. I want somebody to come in here and like dig through and be like, holy shit, I just found this like super rare record and he only had like three bucks on it. And oh my God, I got such a great deal. I had this like great idea in my head of people like, it sounds so cheesy, but I have so many records like that where I like, was looking somewhere that you wasn't on the shelf or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very like romantic mindset. Yeah. But it also was just like, yeah, people would be like, okay, I'll take this stack of records. And I'll be like, right, you can have them. 
<laughs> I can't charge single. you. I just want you to enjoy them. Write this me a is letter. a rock solid business plan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I never got not. I never got that bad. But I honestly sold like I would sell people like my because I would keep like a stereo in the back and I would like bring stuff in to listen to. That was the best part was just getting to listen to records all day. Uh-huh. And I would sell people like my personal collection and be like, <laughs> I'm looking for this. I'd be like, I mean, it's not for sale, but like I got a copy back here. It sells you for ten bucks. <laughs> Mitch has one record and one tank top left after this business. Oh yeah, but it it was fun though. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. <laughs> right. but that's so cool. Not a lot of people can be like, I owned a record store. Yeah, it is like it's kind of a cool thing to yeah to think back on, and it is it's one of the like. And being like being in a conversation and being like, oh yeah, like when I owned a record store and this happened to me, and people would be like, like wait, whoa, whoa, what? what? Wait, really? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's no big deal. It was fine. Yeah, yeah, it, it didn't work out too well. I was giving people money for it. That reminds me of a boy in my records. street <laughs> who had like a lemonade stand, and he was like. And someone would be like, oh, I don't have any money. He's like, oh, no, we give you money. It's like, <laughs> this isn't going to last too long. They're only in business for like an afternoon. Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh. Um, Okay. So that was your seedling. And our final segment is called Sage the, the Sage. Sage, which is 25 to current. 25 to current. Yeah. So that's now. We're right. here. Right here in this yeah. garage. Yeah. Tell the tor- story. So current. That's like now, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, in this age, I uh, other than the 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 I almost said the sap. This other than in the sprout section, I thought of that specific story of the running track. But with these other parts, I just thought of like things that I did, mm-hmm. like the record store, um, and this age. When I turned 30, I moved to New York City. <gasps> That's right. For four months. For okay. four months. <laughs> <laughs> Another cool thing for you to tell people about. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was cool. Walk us through like what your experience was like in your four months. So it was really hard. Yeah. It was really hard because it was right when Jen and I started dating when I moved there. Yeah, that's not a great time to yeah, move Yeah, it away. was poor timing on our part, but it was just like it sounds so cheesy, but we like I we like fell in love so hard and so fast, and it was just so like uh like I had like the plan, like the boulder was already off the edge of the cliff. Kind of is where the plan was to move to New York. I couldn't like grab the boulder and bring You're it back. You're past the point, point of no return. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was tough because it was like we were dating and things were getting serious here, and I was like, "This is getting serious," and I have this plan, and I like can't really back out at this point to like move to New York City. And at the time, you know, she was just like, "Well." we'll have, we'll make it work. We'll figure it out. And she works a kind of job that is very remote friendly. So she's like, I can take some trips out there every once in a while. We'll do this long distance thing and it'll be great. Yeah. And her brother still lives there. Uh, and it'll be already living there. Yeah. He, uh, he had been there for a long time. Okay. Um, 
and uh and yeah oh and then she was like you know what i've been thinking maybe i want to try something like that too so you get out there and you get started and then uh i'll meet you out there. i'll meet you out there kind of thing and i think i don't know i just like it was so hard being away from her but it was also more hard being there on my own like yeah. it was it was really really lonely like i I like lived with James and Julia, but it's like, they have their own thing. You know what I mean? They're like, they're there together. They're, they're kind of like forging their own path. And I can't expect them to be like, guys, wait up or yeah. anything. You know what I Can mean? I so sleep sure. you? Can I <laughs> Like we hung hey, out. That looks really nice. Can I get in? Hey, you guys look really comfortable. I'm like, a, can I come in? <laughs> like get Mitch out with like no self-awareness. Hey, Where really are nice, your right? clothes? <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are the three of us doing tonight? Huh? <laughs> Are you guys going on a date? I'll come. <laughs> we just put on my pants. Come on. We just put on my corduroys. Mitch was also in a huge corduroy stage. Are you saying that because I'm currently wearing corduroys? Are you, Are you really? Can right you not hear these? No, I just made that up. I can hear them. I can't see that they're corduroy. Yeah, I put the mic to my pants. Yeah. Can That's you what hear corduroy that corduroy? Like. That this is, is the cor- first ever podcast that featured corduroys. Yeah. These are the sounds of <laughs> fabric. That sounds really rough, though, because it's like, yeah, if you're like the third wheel and then it's already so lonely being in New York, even though it's filled with so many people, like everyone's just got their set up or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. How soon when you got there, did you already know you wanted to come back? I don't man. That's tough to say because I it was hard to come to that decision, even though I did as soon I did move back as soon as I did. It was hard to come to that decision because there were so many other like, like, let's be real. I moved to New York city because I had aspiration of doing comedy professionally in some way, like finding some way of like really expanding this whole like comedy thing that I was like really involved with like here you know i wanted to like where can we go with this can this can can this turn into i don't know some sort of something i if there's gonna be a place that you can maybe get there it would be there you know what i mean like right to be like close to that kind of shit you know um and i took my and i took my first improv class like i was like well okay how do we do it out here we took some classes met some people let's do that same thing so i sitting in the very first improv class i was just like this is fucking stupid i don't want to do this i don't want to because i don't know what i don't know what it was but it was just like oh it was because i walked into the class it was the second class actually because i walked into the class and i was like or no, it was my first class. I'm sorry. It was my first class. I walked in this room and I was like, hey, um, uh, is this so-and-so's class? And they were like, um, no, but you're in our class. And I was like, no, I'm in so-and-so's class. And then I, I like look out and I'm just in this like complex of improv classes. And there was just like, I was just like getting lost in all this, like this whole like the 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 place where UCB has classes and is in Times Square and it's like really Times Square yeah and it's on the eighth floor of this like 
nondescript skyscraper that you have to like go through security to get into. And then you're there and it's like a dentist's office and there's like a desk. And I, so I like went out to you the, get to like walk through a bathroom. Then you get yeah. to the and there's a guy named Jerry. Well, I went to the desk to the and I was like, Hey, I'm trying to look, I'm trying to get to like so-and-so's class. And the dude was just like, could not give a shit less. It was just like, check the screen. You got to check the screen before you get in here. Classes change rooms every day. And I was oh, like, a gross New York energy. Cool. Thanks, bro. And <clears throat> so I like looked at the screen. Obviously, the information was right there, right at the front door where you need it. Mm-hmm. But it was just uh, there that the energy that started there is something that was like a common thread throughout everywhere I went there. Where it was just like no one was there to like be cool or just like hang out. And oh, also we like. I don't know, do these fun things together. It was just like, you got to constantly, I remember someone telling me, dude, you never know who you're going to run into. You got to be ready to meet people. You got to be ready to like, what, what like make an impression. On okay. Someone. Fucking I was just chill. like, I don't want any part of this. Yeah. And I was just, and I also had the realization, like I'm 30 years old. I was 30 years old when I moved there. I'm 30 years old. If I really, really wanted to take a stab at this and I really wanted to dedicate myself to this, I got to start right now, right in this moment here. And I have to do this for a long time. Like I really got to like settle into this. Yeah. And with, with Jen being at home and with her, like, I was like, do I want to do that? Like, do I really have that in me to like, is this something that, that I really want? And yeah. risk the relationship. And risk that or like risk like, I don't know. Yeah, that was, I just decided that I didn't want to do that. Yeah, I feel like that would be just so hard. Because like even like getting started like in this area, it's obviously not the same as New York, but it's like it takes a little bit of time before like you like find your people and like your things. Yeah. So like in New York where it's at like a much higher level. Yeah. I could imagine that would not be like the most welcoming environment. Yeah. And it was, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, it was really intimidating too. So that didn't help because I don't know, but it also, it wasn't like a, I'm too intimidated to not try. It was just like, I need to real if this, if I'm really going to go through this and really put myself out there, I really want to be sure that this is absolutely what I want. Like, right. am I able to like really put it all out there? And I was just like, I don't think so. Yeah, if I'm I mean, being honest with myself, I don't really think so. But that's a good thing for you to do. Like I've already said this on the podcast, but like I was going to be a musical theater major. And then the lady who was in charge of the program was like really mean to me. And then I had the realizations like if I can't deal with this lady being shitty to me, like I can't deal with a bunch of like casting agents and stuff like yeah. being shitty to me too. Yeah. Just a thing you have to be considerate of. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds like you're being honest. Yeah. And I mean, like, that was pretty early on when I was there. So I still spent, like, a, a good chunk of time after the fact just being, like, okay with the fact that I don't need to, like, pursue that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I don't need to constantly be, like, all right, I got to get this, like, writing packet together so I can, like, start whatever. And I don't know. I still at least like tried to make the best of it, but yeah, it's so, it's so weird too, to be like in the biggest city in the world and be so lonely. So then like, what made you make the final decision to come back home? Um, I think it was good. What the biggest thing I think was that it was about to be, 
it was getting to the point where it was going to be winter time. And I was like, if I'm really not feeling this, I should probably get out now. <laughs> get out. That four mile walk is going to be really long yes. in the winter. Yeah, in the winter time. So I was like, maybe I should start making this plan now. And then it just so happened that it like, kind of like when I made the, the call, it just kind of like happened really quickly. And then like, this is a whole other like thing, but the place I was working at, was like, oh my God, yeah, it was like a screen printing shop. And they were like, oh my God, we want to like do a screen printing shop like in Detroit. Like we've been trying to like branch out like from Brooklyn and like do one in Detroit too. And man, if you're going to be there, we could like really connect. And I was like, oh shit. All right. Well, this might be like a good opportunity then. Did not pan out no. whatsoever. Yeah, they <laughs> but, strung you along for a couple months, right? Uh, yeah, that that was like a whole other thing in itself. But uh, so that kind of like made me start to move a little bit faster, I think. And then, yeah. And, and then in the that, end, it all worked out. Yeah, in the end, it all worked out. And it was like a, yeah, like, <laughs> like a, an inexpensive summer in New York. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw more celebrities in real life than I ever did. Yeah, who did yeah, you, you see? I saw Ben Stiller. Okay. okay. Uh, I saw, I was like at a party with Ben Stiller. For wow. This Rubbing is, elbows with yeah, Ben this is, Stiller. This was the second night I lived there. My friend Andrew, who still lives there, and he and I played in a band together in Flint. Um, is it the band that I, I saw you play? Yes. At that house? Yeah. Well, before we did that band, um, we had a band like way back when, but that's how we knew each other. Okay. And uh, he is, uh, he works on movies and he's like a camera assistant or a camera operator or something along those lines. Okay. So uh, I just texted him. And I was like, hey man, I, I'm here, like whatever. Uh, if you want to hang out, get a hold of me. And he was like, actually, there's a rap party for this movie I was working on tonight. And uh, my girlfriend can't come, so I have a plus one. Do you want to come? And I was like, okay, sure. So I like got on the subway for the first time by myself, Aww. and I like went out to this like like weird neighborhood in Brooklyn where there like wasn't that many. Like it was kind of quiet, and there was just this bar out of nowhere, and there's like this private party upstairs of this bar, and it was sweet. And there was an open bar. Nice. And, uh, and at one point I'm like standing there talking to my friend Andrew and he goes, Oh, I forgot to tell you, Ben Stiller was a producer on this movie and he's standing right behind you. And I was like, what? And I turned around and no shit. He's right there. Ooh. I mean, I just turned and looked right down and went, Oh my God, that's Ben Stiller. <laughs> that's awesome. Did you talk to him? No, I didn't. But Aunt, my friend Andrew did. Yeah. What movie was it? Do you I know? can't remember. No, I can't remember. What yeah, it that's was. always a fun thing when you like see celebrities in New York. It's yeah, like, this isn't happening at home. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen anyone like super duper cool when I went to New York. The last time I went, do you guys do you guys watch Barry? Yeah. So you know, like the all the students in the acting class, and yes. then there's that one gay dude. Yeah, me and my brother are at a gay bar. And he's like, "That's the guy from Barry," and I was like, ah, this "No is so, way!" Yeah, <laughs> I didn't say anything, of course, but that's so cool. Oh, lots of like certain degrees of separation, like throughout that city. Like everyone knows oh, yeah. somebody. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that's I awesome. also saw Michael Showalter. Do you know who that is? Uh-uh. He's uh was he in Wet Hot American Summer? Yes, okay. he's like the the one of the main characters in Wet Hot. He's Coop in Wet Hot American. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Did you watch the Netflix version like the yeah, TV show? I and did. He's, like so much bigger. Oh right? yes. And then there's like that whole series like chasing a kid around. <laughs> it goes on for like 2 minutes. 
<laughs> yeah, actually, I was with Julia when we met him. We were we like went to go see some comedy show, and he was just like standing outside. Oh, that's oh so cool! God, look, it's Michael Showalter. <laughs> I was just like, "Hey, uh, big fan! Like, thank you." Yeah, my brother always texts me whenever he's like seeing anybody. He's like, "I was just in an elevator with Michelle Williams." I'm like, "Oh my god, that's like so fucking cool!" <laughs> what was she like? He he did not say anything. That's New York. You have to be cool and treat them like people. Ugh, I would do the same thing. Yeah, I would too. But and still. I, yeah. Like even like when like Detroit people come back home, like I was like getting a drink next to Tim Robinson and Sam Richardson. And I was just like, uh, like, hi, I think you guys are really funny and I'll just leave you be like, I don't want to, <laughs> don't want to be annoying or anything. It took me yeah. an entire night to ask Horatio Sands for a picture. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, I mean like we, there was a moment where we were hanging out with them for hours and I finally was just like, can I please take a picture? <laughs> and he's like, we've been together for hours and you're just now asking. I'm like, just shut up. Come on, just like, take a picture. Yeah, but like that was, I, I remember like those couple diffs, like hanging out with SNL stars yeah, that that's like fun. I looked up to as a child, like they were the utmost celebrity to me, you know, yeah. and like seeing Rachel Dratch and like standing next to her and just being like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah, I, um, I could totally imagine not saying during that the women's, what was, what did AWOL perform at? Was it the women's comedy festival? I went and saw you guys perform. And then also mama's boy was there. And I'm like a huge Amy Phillips fan. Cause I love Bravo and her real housewives impression. So I was like, Oh, I can't wait to meet her. But then I think she was like talking to her family. It's like, I don't want to be interrupting yeah. that. She's in her hometown. Right she's now. like really good friends with all of the people from here. Like, um, yeah, Jamie she's like friends with Jamie Moyer and all yeah. of them. Yeah. She's awesome. But I checked it out. Yeah, Even and Tom's, she, Tom's friends with her. She's fucking hilarious. I, I don't love know her. if she was his teacher or they may have taken a class together. I I don't remember, but Tom knows. Well, her. she's like a really good actress. Like her impressions are really. Good. Oh my yeah. god, so good. Sure. Well, okay, so that was your sage, and then our final segment is niche quiche. Yeah. Where we just talk about things that we're vibing with or oh, yeah. they can things be niche, they can be right mainstream, now. they can be whatever you want to talk about. Oh, okay. Do you have anything? Um yes. So um one thing is it's gonna sound kinda I I don't know, this might sound kinda just weird, but that. one thing that I think is really cool is um you've had her on the show, uh Caitlin Shea. Uh huh. Uh-huh. She has been uh posting these videos of her sliding out of a chair. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like, I like, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh my God, that's so fucking funny. And I like, I even like wrote out a comment. I was like, this is hilarious. And then I was like, I feel weird doing, that. I don't know why. You I just feel absolutely weird. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I, everyone I loves to commenting. get a compliment on whatever they yeah, like put definitely. onto the world. I just feel like the older I get, the weirder I feel on social media. I feel weird commenting and I feel I weird, understand like, that. I, I don't definitely know. No, type yeah, I totally out and do. delete half of my things yeah, on right. social media. Um, but that is just such the like, I was telling Jen this, that it's the perfect it's the perfect piece of comedy for this it's generation like of what we're going through right now. It is because it's like, what, what is funny that uh, act of like sliding out of that chair is hilarious. But also the idea of being like, here, I have this camera on me. Will you just make a video of me real quick? Just sliding out of this chair and putting it on. The, it, yeah. la- it takes t- 
two seconds right and it's so awesome and it's and so enjoyable yes and yeah. then like Mal, like matt's girlfriend molly are uh-huh. you gonna have molly on the show no not yet oh i said are you going to oh yes <laughs> <laughs> are, are you gonna have Molly on the show? No, 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 no. no, no, no. She's no. problematic. <laughs> she copies off of Caitlyn Shay on social media. Yeah. We can't have Once her. Once I saw her copying <laughs> off of our it girl Caitlyn Shay, I was like, absolutely. I, you know, not. I, when Molly did it, I was like, yes, this is about to catch on. This is about to light on. Fire. And I know, joke was like, how do I get Jen to record me doing it? And we how do I feel? How do I feel okay enough? To like, I still was just like, I can't. I'm gonna like put. No, it, I think you should totally no, make a video totally of myself and put it on the internet. We're gonna do it for you before you leave today. We're gonna record you falling out of the chair. All right. Well, that's something that I have been. I love that. Really. I love and that. I wonder if Caitlin Shay knows how much love she gets from this pod because. Amber reached out to me right away and was like, I added Caitlin on Facebook, didn't want to be weird, but I just like thought I needed to be friends with her. My mom listened to the only episode she wanted to talk about was Caitlin Shay's, and my mom doesn't even want to talk to me about myself. So I was like, oh, cool. You like Caitlin Shay? And like, and now you're, she's your niche quiche. Yeah. I love Caitlin Shay. She, so yeah, she's got those videos of her like sliding out of the chairs. And then she's also doing this thing on Facebook where she'd be like, what are three movies you liked as a kid? Uh What are your favorite snacks? And it's like the levels that we're at, like it just spent like a week and now it's like I love it I live right. for this we're all just sharing our little things about ourselves well and I'll tell you another reason why we all love Caitlyn Shay is because she's just great and well, she's, she's like true, no drama like, she's just easy to get along with yeah and she's like just like a good person yeah She's just like exactly who Let's agree get. on it right here and now. She's a good person. Let's just agree right now that Caitlyn Shay is all of our niche quiche. <laughs> Unless you had something to say. <laughs> Do you not have a niche quiche? Um, I could, but I wanted to be Caitlyn Shay. We can have her be like the overlying I will actually say quiche. that Caitlyn Shay is my niche quiche too because Caitlyn Shay wrote me a letter in this time of need and oh, I got so it nice. today in the mail. Aww. Yeah, she like she was like, let me know if you want to receive letters during this time. And I was like, I have nothing but postage. Please. Even though we have a group chat and we're constantly talking yeah, we that, also talk it's to also her nice to have her. But she sent me a letter on like cute little stationery and it was very sweet. And so I'm going to write her back. She's going to be my pen pal. Yeah. Um, my niche quiche already said it earlier it was when Patty Harrison went live the other day and she oh, was yeah. playing this homophobic attorney who had a big giant wig and she talked really loud and she said if you go outside and you see a gay person don't let them get away with it and then she <laughs> started like going live with her other friend who she does her podcast with and it was Really funny. And we also want to tell everyone that she is a, a queer woman. so She's, she's trans, so to, she's allowed to do it. She can things. do whatever she wants. She's yeah. untouchable. Um, <laughs> she's untouchable. She can't do anything wrong. Uh, that's funny. And then I've also been listening to a lot of like modern music that they make into like 80s versions of it so like i just discovered they made one for rihanna's disturbia but it sounds like it was made in like the mid 80s and i'm like oh i love i'll send you guys the link it's like breathing new life into me while i'm working from home all week long okay sweet i do want to say i do actually have a niche quiche that i was going to share and i do want to share it still my niche quiche right now is since everyone's like stuck in their house um i follow like a lot of new york city comedians because of the podcast that me and brett 
Brendan are addicted to. And Kat Cohen, Bowen Yang, Matt Rogers, and them all keep going. Well, I don't know if Pat's really gone live that much. He might, and I might have just missed them. You sent me one with him. I did? Okay. Well, Kat Cohen does this, like, weekly show in New York where she does, like, a cabaret. At Club Cummings. At Club Cummings in New York. And um, she usually does it, but since they can't leave the house or whatever, she did it live stream on Instagram. I watched it for three and a half hours. I had a good old time like it was so funny and she like all of those people that i just mentioned plus like a bunch of other people that i just love like jumped in and like did like a little segment with her and she did her normal like poetry and like um songs like but these are all like funny poetry and like funny songs and stuff but she's also like really good at singing and stuff so it was just like it's a nice thing to have yeah it it was just they're very good and like the first couple nights that Matt and Bowen kept going live I was watching those throughout the whole time did you watch the thing with the Pokemon the what so like Bowen would like put a Pokemon up on his thing and then Matt would be like oh yeah that's Trudy. And he would like give a whole background <laughs> give story a on background this Pokemon. On the Pokemon people. Oh, it was so, so funny. funny. That yeah. is Trudy. <laughs> but like watching those things have really gotten me through this time. But it's like a weird time that we're in right now because it's like our level of entertainment that we're wanting, like the bar is like so low. But I think it's like kind of a nice little like reset button, yeah. like recharge thing. Of course, this is not a good thing. This is a crazy time that we're I living in right now. But it's like stage, maybe though, like once this all blows over, like we'll have like a lot more appreciation for like the simple things in life like Amber Hunt saying Celine Dion for five uh-huh. minutes on Friday night and I was like I set a reminder on my phone it's like I can't miss that yeah my it was cousin, so good I invited my, co- my a couple of my cousins to it and they all did you watch it too. do what watch what every Friday night during the quarantine Amber Hunt will be singing one karaoke oh. <laughs> song from Celine Dion and it's very great yeah 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 that's cool yeah, it's on Facebook. That's probably why you haven't seen it. Don't go on Facebook. Oh, yeah, Mitch go. signed off on Facebook, which I Facebook. I do not blame you. I think I need to get off there too. Everyone do this. I would definitely sign off. If My I brother completely got rid of his Facebook. He also is off of Twitter, and he's like, I feel awesome. Yeah, I have a Facebook account, but I just don't go on to it. Um, and it is awesome. It yeah. is great. Maybe now is a good time for that, especially. And I've said this like a million times before the election gets like hardcore oh i will for sure be signing off during the election people say that you'll miss out on things you don't miss out on shit no the only things i could think of like are just like events or something but i guess i could figure that out about events sometimes i heard about them an hour before they were happening but i heard about them yeah honestly i'm not kidding if we didn't have a wall or vulnerability i would not have a facebook I, I kind of just want to make it to, down to like a cut down thing where it's like, I'm literally just going to log on for this or that. Yeah. Don't we'll like talk it. about that later. We'll talk about but this later. was a really good episode of vulnerability. Yeah. I'm glad that we Mitch, were able to figure this out. Yeah. This janky setup. Thank you for having being me. with us while we find your this ass out. Off <laughs> also, um, we want to thank you for making our logo. We have gotten many props. Oh, on that's it. great. Yeah. Okay. Our logo. It I'm looks glad you and if you ever it. look at the description on our podcast anywhere, it says, uh, artwork by artwork Mitch. By Mitch Sosha. Really? Yeah. You always get a shout out in everything you do. I also want to say that Mitch is also my niche quiche because everything I do somewhat in some way Mitch's 
a part of it. <laughs> and you always will. You're one of my best friends, and I love you to death. Aww, Good old Mitch. And I already told Matt when he was on our thing that my first uh, show that I saw it go was Hamilton. I was like, this is fucking good. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so good. Oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah. Still talk about it. You're the best. Awesome. You're the best. You're the best. That's awesome. All right. All right. Well, how do you feel about your episode? Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Really well, good. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're so welcome. Brendan. Maggie. Chuck. Chuck. Everybody, be safe and be nice to each other and stay inside if you have that uh, privilege. Yeah, but when we call you, come to the garage. <laughs> call you, come to the garage and scare the shit out of me, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, bye. Hey, bye-bye.